The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. I am Catherine Zox, and I am your social worker with a microphone. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me and my co-host, Lauren Deller. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We did. I get lost. I did. Did you, Lauren? I did. I had a different one. It was absolutely non-traditional. So what's a non-traditional Thanksgiving? We, I ate at a restaurant and I drove, uh, I don't know, 1,400 miles in well, four wait, days. Well, wait, that's not non-traditional. You ate at a restaurant and you drove 1,400 miles. That's what everybody did. I guess that's true. I normally am the one that stays home and does the cooking and people come to my house or go to my mother's house or something like that. So it was no family. But um, we explored. We did an adventure trip. Adventure trip where? You're in Texas. You're in, I, I know nothing about Texas. Well, so. that's actually not a bad thing that you know nothing about Texas, yeah. I have to say. I shouldn't say that. Should I say that? That's probably so not appropriate. You know, Texas is okay, and I was there once. You know, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, great. But besides that, I don't know. It's just a big, vast sort of open land to me, living yeah, on the east coast. I totally but, agree with you, but... Since being here four years, I've been wanting to see two places in Texas. One was Big Bend National Park, which is where we went. And Big Bend National Park is on the Mexico border. And I didn't realize that we were going literally to the border. I mean, we, I could have thrown a stone across the border from my hotel room, which was supposed to be a resort four-star hotel, which ended up being barely okay for me to sleep in. <laughs> you mean like bugs on the wall and cockroaches yes, and that kind exactly, of stuff? Exactly, exactly. But it was on the Mexico border, so there was, you know, the standards were different. It was interesting. But I have to say Big Bend National Park was spectacular. It was like Colorado, you know, gorgeous big mountains. and. Wait, is that Ben, B-E-N or B-E-N-D? Bend, B-E-N-D, Big Bend. Big Bend National Park, a place for kids, a place um, for Yeah, it was a cool place. We didn't stay in the park itself. We stayed uh, about a half an hour outside the park because we had a dar- our dog with us. So we had limited, you know, limited places we could stay. But, um, yeah, it was a cool park. I mean, it was huge. They say it's the bigger, um, about the size of Rhode Island, which so is amazing. So in the park? What makes it so great? Because I think of all this, like, cat or whatever they have there, but I mean, it was, you know, what was spectacular are the mountains and every place. There was it was like going to different parts of the country in the same park. You know, the mountains were different in different places. The we went, we walked in one mile and found a forty foot, fifty foot waterfall in the middle of the desert. You know, were you the only people there? Considering it was Thanksgiving, no, it I mean, was packed. It was packed. packed. So this is there where was people, people everywhere. Went. Big Bend. We're going to give them the plug here. Big Bend. National Park. Yeah, it was a cool place to go, and we ended up having Sierra's best, cutest little best friend's family also went, so we had Thanksgiving dinner with them, and it was just family? Not, that was like very accidental. We found out last minute we were both going and booked rooms near each other, so we spent, you know, a couple of meals together, and they did their exploring, we did ours. So what do you do when you have Thanksgiving on the road at Big Bend National Park? I mean, are you in a, like, turkey? Are you at this four-star... <laughs> 
a resort. No, they they just, did a pretty decent turkey dinner. I had never eaten turkey dinner out at a restaurant before. Have you? I have. We had a few. A few when I was going through a divorce, we decided we weren't going to have Thanksgiving at home because it would be too depressing. So we went to a restaurant, just another way of celebrating Thanksgiving, but not in a way that reminds you of the days the of days. Yeah, I get it. Your, or, yeah, so it was fine. I, I, I'm not crazy about doing it outside. What we did was my, one of my sons ordered this uh, gourmet turkey from New Jersey, <laughs> and it was not a huge turkey. We had about 12, 15 people, so it was a 20-pound turkey. It's called Dargen. I I, I'll have to get that for you later, but anyway, you can order it. They they mail it to you. You get it the day before. It's this fabulous free-range organic turkey. Nice. It costs about twice as much as a regular yeah. turkey. Yeah. So I got that turkey, and then I bought another turkey that was already cooked. So it was sort of like prepared half the meal. You can do this for your Christmas dinner, too. Let me tell you guys, it really it works well because then you've got half of it prepared, the favorite stuff that your kids like or whoever, and then the other half you buy at a gourmet restaurant, which I did, and it worked out beautifully. Nice. Yeah, so I didn't have to do everything, and it was like a great combination. But now you were traveling. So was Sarah Palin. <laughs> did you meet hey, Sarah? Make no comparison, please. My niece told me, and I will love her, because, you know, I can't, whatever, her political views are totally the opposite of mine, right? Your niece but I think Sarah she's Palin. really attractive, really her great body, great face, and my niece said to me, you know, Aunt Catherine, you look like Sarah Palin. No way. She said, I hope this isn't going to insult you. And I said, no, as a matter of fact, it doesn't insult me at all. I'd like to look like her. I don't want to act like her, or but I think I'm like her. Isn't that? That well, is so funny. So now I am trying to kind of enhance my Sarah Palin look. I'm not sure how to do it. <laughs> you got to work on the hair. You need your hair a little longer. Yeah, I gotta have longer hair. That's true. But sometimes you just have to give the illusion of looking like something. It doesn't have to be exact. Oh God, that is just so funny. Yeah. Well, anyway, did you hear what she just did? I saw this this morning on the news. She, she you know, she's traveling around in that bus. In the bus, yeah, mm-hmm. the rogue bus. But she's also traveling in an airstream jet. You know, I heard. I just caught this online I, so she the there's the illusion of the bus but she's not really in the bus she's doing the jet thing and her staffer in the bus or something like that well i thought she was doing both she's on the bus but then when she has to get somewhere quick she gets on her her uh, airstream jet which is fourth as i understand it do you know how much those cost per hour so I think, is this her own her own jet how does she have access to this well this is all hearsay but I heard that she bought what her her uh, publishers, the ones who published her book, are. They said, this is what I read, that they are paying for the airplane. They are paying for the jet because they need her to get to certain places at a, you know in a certain amount of time, and the bus isn't going to cut it. So they're taking responsibility for paying for the jet. Interesting. I'm I'm surprised actually. I did I tell you I mean Lauren did I tell you and I think I said it on the air once Sarah Palin came to the United States when shopping in Neiman's with her girls she wasn't going back I agree with that you said that and I totally agree with that yeah and that's when she decided to resign as governor (laughs) it wasn't cutting it 
Exactly. So anyway, I have to find, I'm not really following her. So what do you think about those party crashes in Washington, D.C.? I can't get my arms around it. I haven't seen the news enough, but just enough to know that there's definitely something up. But most recently I heard that they was, there might have been some confusion in email that they really thought they were invited. And I don't know if there's truth to it or not, but it's crazy weird. Well, someone, I think it was Joe's watching Joe Scarborough. Oh, no, it was Larry King. I mean, Lauren, Larry King has been, he said, invited to the White House for dinner, not by President Obama, but by other presidents. And he said, when you get invited, you get a great big envelope that has your name handwritten on it, your partner or your spouse's name handwritten. It's not something that you would not not be sure whether you got invited or not. I mean, it's, and then... I, Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe show yeah, said yeah. that when you go to the event, you know there are at least three or four checkpoints that you have to get through. So they're, they're yeah, it's a scam. They're really they're pushing it. I, they're socialites. I don't understand why they did it. Uh, I, I, this I, here again, I always feel Lauren like there's something like there's a piece that we don't know about. Like there's another layer to this. There's something else. There's a yeah. There's a tidbit missing. Yeah, because they talk about the so you know the, the uh, Secret Service guys didn't do their job, and these people got by. However, they got by. Um, there's something else, and maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. But do you think? I think. Let's just say, knowing what we know, I think they should be prosecuted. I agree I, with that. I totally agree with that because I think that if one person's going to get away with it, other people will try. I think they should be prosecuted. So I agree with that. Because if if they think, especially with all this reality TV stuff, yeah. people think they can do whatever they want to do. Reality becomes, you, we're not clear about what reality really is, I think, at this point. And so if these people get away with it, they set an example for other people to do the same thing. I and totally yeah. agree with that. I think it was, I think that we need to prosecute. There's obviously, they were going to a place that they, were, they weren't invited. Whether there was an excuse or not, they weren't invited. Yeah, they weren't invited. I mean, it's just, it's amazing that they would, I find it amazing that they would, I don't know what their motive was. I don't, because I saw them interviewed on television yesterday, and they're sitting there saying, this is ruining our lives, and everybody's coming after us and our family. Well, what did you expect? Exactly. And she, I mean, I look at the pictures. I mean, she was really in people's faces with those photos. I'm like, that's a little too close. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it is. And, imme- and immediately she had the pictures or they had the pictures posted on Facebook, which I thought, you totally did not. I mean, people, other people wouldn't do that. You mean they took their Facebook page and put their pictures they up? They took at their the own pictures and posted them on Facebook. So, in other words, they had pictures from the event and of themselves and other, you know, them with other people, and they were posted. It's just weird. It is weird. And I do think they should, I think there needs to be a standard set. Just like the balloon boy kid, that family, that was not appropriate. And he used taxpayers' dollars to, that it was not appropriate. It was a made-up scandal. So what do you think the responsibility of the media is? Because here we are. We want the information. We kind of feed on this stuff. I mean, I can't, you know, I turn on the TV. I want to see what's happening with a balloon boy. I mean, he's gone now. But, or this these party crashers, but do you think the media pays too much attention to it so that we're giving them exactly what they want? Here's my issue. I feel like with important events, with anything to do with Barack Obama, the media finds something other than the real event to talk about. It makes me crazy. And I think that there's everything that he tries to do that's serious and 
um, has positive good impact in the, more, the world, there's something underlying it that they pull out that's so not appropriate. And what? this is one. You know, this is one. Like, tell us, I didn't hear anything about that event other than that. So I think the media is not reporting the full picture. Um, same thing happened something recently with Barack Obama. What was it? Um, it was about past month ago. It was like a month or two ago, and it was a big event, but that event never got covered well because some other weird, wacky thing happened that got covered. Oh, the question by the reporter at the end of his um, a press conference recently. You know, she asked the question about... Um, you know what I'm talking about. I do, and I can't remember. But I, I can't either. That's funny. We both can't remember. They, well, they don't want to hear the, the substance of what he has to say. I mean, no, is that exactly. A, so I keep thinking, and I notice that. I wonder, is, is that like a far-right conspiracy? They're going to pick up on all this, like, trivial junk crap instead of really talking about what the, re- the issues are because they want to sabotage his presidency. I think about that. I do, too, and that's what I feel like. I feel like there's media um, is definitely picking up on the... Silly innuendos happening that undermines the real, true message that he's trying to portray. Because he's really got a strong message with everything. He has a very intentional message with everything he does. And yeah. I guarantee you, there was some good news and some positive stuff that came from that state dinner. What's it called? Absolutely. We're taking a break now. We'll be back. Lauren Bell or Blake Catherine Zox. It's the Catherine Zox Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Coming up next, the author of Eat to Live, Dr. Joel Furman. Don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice America. America Variety Channel. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. I'm Catherine Zox. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. Lauren Beller-Blake, my co-host, and you're listening to the Catherine Zox Show here on Voice America. Also, Voice America and I think World Talk Radio, too. It's on both. Uh, but anyway, our guest coming up, and we're going to talk to him in a few minutes, is the author of Eat to Live, Eat to Live. Do you live to eat or do you eat to live? Well, we'll have to ask Dr. Furman. It's Dr. Joel Furman. He's the author of Eat to Live. Uh, which one do you do, Lauren? Do you live to eat or eat to live? I um, eat to live. You eat to live? I do. Sometimes I eat to live, but then sometimes, like in Thanksgiving, I was living to eat. <laughs> I mean, I have moments. I love to eat, don't get me wrong, but it's not... Um... not yeah. Well, we have Dr. Furman. He can answer the question. Dr. Furman, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm here. I know. Finally, what happened? You couldn't cross the street. I don't hear him. Hello? Hello? He was here for a moment. Well, got cut off. Oh, I'm here. I can hear you now. All right. All right. So you're here. I said you got. To, they didn't let you cross the street. Yeah, they let me cross the street. A truck, just you know, a construction vehicle, just stopped us for five minutes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> all right. So you're here, new to talk about your new book, Dr. Joel Furman. I have to say, board certified family physician, lives in New Jersey with your wife and four kids. That's right. Yeah. Um, Eat to live. This is. Your new book. You've, this is not your only book. You've written several books, but um, all right, wh- when you talk about eat to live, because I just asked Lauren, my co-host, what's the difference between eating to live and living to eat? Well, you know, what's exciting about this is, you know, not that it's been, you know, it's been a top seller on Amazon for a few years now. It's been translated into different languages. It's gone through twenty printings. But the exciting part isn't like, you know, I'm getting this publicity tour now because of the Alanis Morris set. You know, the famous singer losing 30, 40 pounds on the diet, and a lot of celebrities doing it. But the real story here is the hundreds of people, maybe even a 1,000 people that have lost more than 100, 100 pounds, including people who have lost more than 200 or 300 pounds. It's people, it's facing this crisis we have in America of obesity with some information that gets rid of food addictions, 
food cravings and really works. So I think that there's some in, in, unique science here that we could discuss that's really interesting. Yeah, I want to know the unique stuff. I don't know about you, Lauren, but, you know, why, uh, you know, it's sort of like the Passover question, why is this diet different than all other diets? Because, exactly. I mean, there are so many diets out there, and they all say you're going to lose weight, you're going to lose, but then you don't, one doesn't stick to them. Now, I mean, we're both thin, you're, but, uh, oh, you know, having to lose weight after, for instance, Thanksgiving. Let's start with that, you know, gained a couple pounds. Um, so your diet is good for those who want to lose a little bit of weight or who have to, I guess, as you say, people have lost two, three, four hundred pounds. Not 400 pounds, but I've had two people that lost over 300 pounds, including one who lost 330 pounds, which is really amazing. How long did it take? It took that person five years, actually, to take to lose the 330. Mm-hmm. Which is good, isn't it? Because then it becomes a way of life, a lifestyle of good nutrition. That's the whole point, is not to gain the weight back. I mean, that's why dieting is really not a good idea, because if you lose weight and gain it back again, it's waste. It does no good to have lost it to begin with. It's only good if you learn about proper nutrition that can stay with you for the rest of your life. But, but Dr. Furman, I just nutrition. You know, when you hear nutrition, it's like, ugh, nutrition, it doesn't sound like it's going to taste good. Do I have to always be concentrating on every bite that I put into my mouth? How is it? You know, it's going to be boring and dull, but somehow with your diet, that's not true is what you're saying? It's, it's something you can embrace? Oh, we, and, well, yeah. we like to make it taste, we like to think and to make it taste really gourmet and, and tell people they can marry together great flavors and recipes and dishes from all over the world with great nutrition. But, you know, to answer the question about why this is unique, I think the discovery here is that, and it sounds like a big word, but micronutrients just means vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals. It just means those food factors that don't contain calories. So the micronutrients are these nutrients we fat, we're finding out, and this is the science that we've done to prove this, that as you get sufficient micronutrients into your tissues, which almost nobody in America does, as you eat sufficient food, you know, nutrient-rich food, it suppresses appetite, and it curtails that addictive-like drive to overconsume calories. So when you speak to most of these overweight people, it's all about why they feel sick, weakly, shaky, irritable, had to eat too frequently, have to eat too much, and now... With, with choosing foods that have nut- micronutrient richness or nutrient-rich foods, we can have people feel that they can desire less calories and not get rid of that tendency to have to overeat. All right, so let's say I wake up in the morning, or listeners, you wake up in the morning, you want to have micronutrient foods. What are they? I know you have a six-week plan in the book and you have recipes and it covers everything, but for us this morning, like breakfast, let's take breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What would I wake up to uh, the, if I wanted a good breakfast that was filled with micronutrients so I wouldn't have this, you know, wanting to eat all day, for instance, eating That's junk, exactly, eating stuff. Exactly the point. So, so an example of micronutrient things might be berries, seeds, oats, things like that, whole, whole grains. But, but the most micronutrient-rich foods, of course, are green vegetables. So we want people to have a salad every day. So a big, and because raw vegetables are linked in more than 200 studies to protection against cancer. It's the most powerful protection against cancer. So we make, the, and, and Any vegetables, doctor? I mean, or just, I mean, are there some that are better than others and some that prevent certain kinds of cancers? I mean, like, that is true. Cancer, like for, for example, example, what should I be eating to prevent well, mush- it? Mushrooms have been shown to reduce breast cancer rates by 30%. Cruciferous green vegetables, the green leafy vegetables, lettuces, kale, collards, bok choy, cauliflower, artichokes, you know, the green vegetables have dramatic effects, as do the tomato family. When you mix together like tomatoes, onions, sun-dried tomatoes, the green cruciferous and mushrooms, even to a soup with beans, you get a dramatic anti-cancer benefits. But, you know, we, we used to devise these diets to reverse heart disease, lower people's blood pressure, 
have their diabetes go away, but we found out that they that the same diet that does that has dramatic anti-cancer effects, and the and the vehicle or the method via which it, you lose weight is because your your hunger gets satisfied through multiple different uh, mechanisms by volume, by fiber, by micronutrients, and the reductions of food cravings and food addictions. So we're so talking should, here about so nutritional. So when we wake up in the morning, should we have a vegetable, or do we, you know, or, or not? Can you? You said one salad a day. You could have more than one salad a day, but uh, the, would you make it a point of having vegetables in the morning as well? We some we seem to. I don't know Americans. I don't know about you, Lauren, but my salad is always either at lunch or dinner. Right. So lunch, lunch or dinner would be the salad. The morning would be fruit and oats or something. But you can have a you can have like a fruit drink in the morning where you throw a banana and some berries in the blender with a couple leaves of lettuce or spinach. To, you know, you could get some greens in the morning if you wanted to with like a shake. People are really into these green shakes nowadays. It's amazing what, you know. And, you know, nutritional science has advanced to the point today. We literally can tell people that we can reverse the heart disease without bypass surgery or angioplasty. You can get rid of diabetes. You don't have to get these. You don't have to have heart attacks. You, know, you so don't have to take medication for blood how pressure. Do you, okay, you talked about how do you get rid of high cholesterol because most doctors that I know and I some of my best friends are doctors and they're, it's like statin, you know, statin, statin, statins. They never mention nutrition. Seriously. I don't know about you, Lauren, but you know, they very seldom would ask me what I'm eating because I'm thin. So, but I have high cholesterol. So what do you do? I mean, they probably have a genetic thing going on, but still, so what would you eat to prevent high cholesterol or to lower it, I guess? Right. See, that's the thing. You've been brainwashed with this myth that that's that's genetic, that the diet's not going to work. We've developed this belief system in America that drugs and doctors are our answers to everything. It doesn't work. It's false. It's like it's it's not true that people are still have this heart attack rate hasn't hardly even budged the last fifty years, and we're not having breast cancer rates go down. In other words, we're, we're all this money spent on medical care is not giving us what we think it's giving. So the point here is that when you eat a high-nutrient density diet, which we're talking about here, how to make it taste great, it's been documented in the medical literature, published in the Medical Journal of Metabolism, to lower LDL cholesterol more powerfully than cholesterol-lowering drugs. But the benefits to protect your heart are much more profound because you don't just lower cholesterol. You raise the antioxidants, you reduce inflammation, you improve exercise tolerance, you lower systolic blood pressure. In other words, getting these nutrients the body is starving for is the essential foundation to future good health and a healthy life expectancy. So you made a great point. I, t- I mean, you're talking about evidence-based medicine. And I, and I, I do, we're gonna, maybe when we come back, we'll go take a break and come back in a little bit, but talk about how that, what that has to do with maybe our health care, our new health care. Don't we have to incorporate that in our health care plan, uh, you know, just what you're talking about in terms of what we eat and how we eat, if we're going to reduce costs and we're going to actually make some roadways? Because it's true, it doesn't. breast cancer hasn't gone away, heart disease hasn't gone away. To me, it seems like it's worse. I don't know, is it worse or is just more of us getting, you know, the population has increased? Well, the facts are that more people are obese and overweight than ever before. Diabetes is skyrocketing. And between 1935 and 2005, cancer rates went up every year, 70 years in a row. The bottom line is that we're not going to win this war with more money spent on medical care. We have to attack the cause, which is really nutritional ignorance. But there's a second piece that you mentioned, Dr. Furman. It's that, yeah, well, maybe this is what you said, the ignorance. It's changing people's attitudes. I mean, which is what you're doing in your book. We have to change people's attitudes 
it, it, you know, we have to change the way we think if we're going to embrace, like, eating micronutrients, eating things that are good for us, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, that's the key. And, you know, and of course, all the science and logic, and we could talk about more of the science because this is the most heavily, this is relatively heavily studied as well as the fact that, like, stent placement and angioplasty and bypass surgery has not been shown in the major scientific studies to extend lifespan or to prevent future heart attacks. Yet, this, the nutritional therapies really is more, much more effective. But the bottom line here is that all the science and logic in the world isn't going to change everybody. People base their decisions on emotions and feelings. And we do, we, do, we have to change the, the foundation of America here and say, look, we're all in this together. And to really solve this health care crisis, that we have to have a personal victory. We have to get slim. We have to get fit. We have to get rid of our diseases. We have to be, that's the only way we're going to fix our economy and be an example for other people to stay, other people in our communities. Dr. Joel Furman, author of Eat to Live, is going to stay with us. We're going to take a short break. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host, and you are listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? Tuck Self, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliciously and on your terms. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. 
We're back. I'm Catherine Sox. I'm your social worker with a microphone with my co-host, Lauren Beller-Blake. And she and I are talking to the author of Eat to Live, Dr. Joel Furman, board-certified family physician, lives in New Jersey with his four children. And also, Dr. Furman, I have to mention, went onto your website. Um, and you you practice what you preach because you look like you have a great body, you're thin, I mean, I have to, I've said this on the show before. I go to some of my doctors and they're telling me what to do and I look at them and they're in the worst shape. They certainly aren't role models or mentors, but you certainly are. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you no, know, I, I was on the world team in pairs figure skating in the early 1970s. Were you really? I was third in the world in pairs figure skating and actually today is my birthday. I'm 56 years old. Oh, happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, you look so. Really, you look at least twenty years younger on 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 this on your website. Um, wow! So I'm impressed. Anyway, so and part of that is because of what you ate. Well, way back, let's start then. Were you doing this kind of a diet when you grew up, or something similar? Something similar, and I, I was explaining that even when I was a child, you know, and a competitive athlete, we're always into, into eating healthy stuff and trying to better our performance and not get sick and. So I was always, you know, I remember my back seat of my car used to be loaded up with like a, a whole bathtub full of fruits and vegetables leaving my house in the morning on my car. What a date you must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Joel with his fruits and vegetables, right? Uh, but it paid off. Now, what about for your own kids? Like, now you have four kids, so I assume that they, you, from day one, you've had, they followed this kind of a diet. Yeah, and they've loved it, you know, they liked, and they like to, you know, I remember when they were little kids, they used to say, oh, you know, they used to feel good about them never getting sick, never missing a day of school, all their friends would be out of sick, taking drugs, my kids have never been on antibiotics in their whole life. Wow. You know, they've never had serious illnesses, you know, things like that, and it really pays off, and they, they're, and I have two daughters in college, actually. And what about, uh, this is a little bit off topic, though, you said they've never taken antibiotics, and they've eaten well, and followed the eat-to-live diet, um, what about the flu vaccine? I was going to ask the same thing. I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes. How about, because the H1N1, should we, I, I know you're not going to recommend, well, maybe you will one way or the other, but can you fight off the flu if you eat the micronutrients and not have to take the vaccine or what? Well, well that's the thing. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a very powerful proponent of people eating right and taking care of their health and saying that the risks of these diseases people are so afraid of, those usually happen in people who have poor health, like obesity and other issues that cause a simple virus to cause a significant medical problem. Healthy, you know, when you have good immune function, you bounce out of virus illnesses much quicker. I can remember in my, I think in my 20 years of medical practice, I've never missed a day of work. If I've gotten sick, the next morning I'm better. If my kids have ever gotten a flu or any kind of like high fever, within a day they're pretty much better. So the, the point is, is that even the H1N1, the, the amount of damage it's causing this season is much exa- greatly exaggerated, and the fears are tremendously overblown. And certainly in healthy people, there's nothing to fear here. So why are we doing that? It gets back to this whole thing that we were talking about before the break. Uh, we, we, kind of, we focus on the wrong stuff when it comes to health care. Like you said, we're blowing this H1N1 thing out of proportion rather than focusing on eating well and taking care of yourself and building up your immune system. And we do the same thing, Doc, Dr. Furman, in, when we're talking about our, you know, this health care plan, I mean, you know, that is going to be so costly because we still don't seem to be able to change our attitudes about what makes us well and what keeps us well. What, what, let's exactly. talk about that. We're marketed to. You know, 
Exactly. You know, if we look at the money spent on health care in the United States by region or, or, or worldwide by region, we find that as more money is spent on medical care and drugs, the parameters of a healthy life expectancy decrease. In other words, people live shorter lives and have worse quality of lives. And that really your health, your, your ability to live a long, healthy life and, read and have pleasure and full mental faculties and physical faculties in your later years is not dependent on access to medical care. It's on, it's on the quality of your nutrition, exercise, and environment. And we're not focused on cleaning up the causes of disease. We're focused on looking for magic pills that can solve our problems so we can still eat a diet that has 60% of calories coming from processed foods. And just, just an, a, a quick aside, I mean, 80% of our population is significantly vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficiency has been associated with increased risk of cancer, heart disease, depression, not just bone disease. I mean, if we just had people just check, get their vitamin D levels up and start eating some vegetables, we could tremendously decrease health care costs by about 30% by that one, you know, by that one intervention alone. But, but is the reason is based for this on trying to too many people, people are making drug. too much money on medication? Are the pharmaceutical companies or the hospitals or somebody has a stake in wanting us to take That's the right. medic, you know, drug That's ourselves? Right. That's absolutely true. It's the economy, the economic incentive to sell drugs, to sell medical care, to sell hospital care, to sell fast food, restaurant food, processed foods. I mean, it's that all the economic favoring is going, is going towards um, maintaining the status quo. But if we really want to save this, you know, we really got to change the way Americans think. And the bottom line is, is that in 1900, 2% of Americans had heart attacks. Now in, you know, in almost the year, in the year 2010, it's 40% have heart attacks. This is not, we know that nobody has to have heart attacks. We have enough scientific knowledge to prevent people from getting cancer. But we're looking for a magic pill. We're always looking for some, solu some pill solution. Look at the folic acid issue. They tell women that they're pregnant to take folic acid to prevent birth defects instead of eating green vegetables. Dr. Furman, I have to say you just hit on That was my, I thought, and I tell you, I'm about your age. I have three boys. And I thought with my doctors, they told me to take those folic acid pills. I said, you are looking at a middle-class lady who eats well, who knows what to eat. I am not going to take all this medication. You know, you can do your blood tests, and if you see there's something wrong, fine. I didn't take any of that stuff through my entire pregnancy. And, uh, but I had a fight for it. I mean, I'm a, you know, you know I'm well-educated and, you know, tend to, you know, uh, know about a lot of this stuff, social worker, et cetera. But no one was on my team, but I didn't yeah. do it. I, I, I just, I've never heard a doctor say that. And now, you 40 years later, we're finding that people who took folic acid during their pregnancy have a 30% increased risk of breast cancer. And they followed them 30, 40 years later for those who took folic acid 30 years ago with an increased risk of breast cancer. And we're finding that folic acid increases your risk of colon cancer, breast cancer, and prostate cancer. If, and, the, and the message here, though, is that if, we, if 30 years ago we told women to eat more green vegetables, we're finding out now that green vegetable consumption during pregnancy and prior to the pregnancy doesn't just give us folate, it gives us the t other types of essential phytochemicals, reducing the risk of childhood cancers. So we would have dramatically had less children with cancer today if we, instead of used folic acid, we used to tell people to eat right. The point here is that we've got to get back to the cause of disease and not look at the pills going to solve every issue, every issue we have. But are there any other doctors, physicians, medical personnel who are on your side, I mean, who have your message? Because I don't hear this. I mean, I'm, I, I think it's gotten worse in terms of what I've said this before. I mean, in terms of trying to 
to encourage us or to force us to take drugs and pharmaceuticals and stuff. I don't hear what you're saying. Do you, Lauren? I mean, I did you take folic acid when I, you were pregnant? I definitely don't. I, people don't talk about it. Did you take folic acid? Did you? Did I, oh, I did. Actually, I um, no, I drank orange juice. <laughs> I just increased my consumption of orange juice, which I understand is higher in folic acid. It has folic acid in it, but certainly, you know, green vegetables are super high in folic yeah, acid. I've always been a green vegetable person. You know, if you eat bok choy or collards or something, you've got, you know, just one serving, you've got tons of folate, more than a vitamin pill anyway. Yeah. So people don't eat green, and green vegetables are essential for a primate, for survival, you know, but, but the point is, is that we're missing the boat here in America. The American diet is now 62% of calories from processed foods, 30% from animal products, less than 4% from fruits and vegetables, beans, seeds, nuts, and seeds, the foods that have all those phytochemicals and antioxidants. And what we found out in the last 20 years is that a strawberry doesn't have 30 nutrients, it's got 700 nutrients in it. A piece of broccoli doesn't just have 30 nutrients, it's got more than 1,000 different nutrients in it. You know, so we, we have to eat the real foods to get the full symphony yeah. of to manifest normal immune function. So what do you say to the person, or maybe your patient, the average person who says, well, vegetables are too expensive, I can't afford to eat vegetables, so we don't have vegetables you know, every day? Because I hear that too. Well, you know, food is very, food, junk food is addicting, and people have a lot of illogical rationalizations why they should continue to smoke cigarettes, snort cocaine, or eat junk food, or commit suicide with food. And they're you know, so they have a lot of rationalizations. But taste is, a, is learned. We learn to like. We get used to eating, and we can make the healthiest foods taste great. I, I make even chocolate cakes. I made sorbet, sorbets. We were just making, you know, you know, I was just making a frozen strawberries mixed with some soaked dried pineapple and oranges, making a delicious strawberry sorbet. We that were just making. Yeah, we were just making such incredible tasting stuff. We were just making a pumpkin apple pie with a crust that was made with oats and hemp seed and dates. And, you know, so in other words, you can make the healthiest food in the world taste fantastic. It's not about taste. It's not about cost. I mean, being, dried beans and soups are inexpensive, green vegetables. So, you know, and plus I'd rather give my money to the grocer than give it to the doctor any day, you know. Yeah, I'll give it to the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, spend all your money on medical care. Then you're not going to have money on food for food, sure. You know, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. And what kind of quality of life is that, you know? We have, who wants to be, in your later years, if you are alive, demented anyway? You want your mental faculties are dependent on your phytochemical consumption here. This is all about the idea that we do have control of our health destiny. It's not just luck. And this, when we're, we're given this information that, it's, oh, it's just genetics, just take these pills. That's just nonsense. There's no, if it was genetics, we'd see breast cancer in, in Thailand and Wales. When these people move to America, eating like we do, they get the same cancer rates we get. So we know, it, we know that the breast cancer, heart disease, strokes, blood pressure, diabetes, these diseases don't exist in populations eating different diets than we eat, and they're reversible. And my patients and the people who read the books and do this, they get rid of their diseases. They melt away. They don't need drugs anymore. You know, I've got to tell you about this, this guy like Ronnie Valentine. He, was, he went through angioplasty and bypass surgery, and then after angioplasty and bypass surgery, he's still having chest pain, and he's on 600 dollars worth of medications per month. Uh, the, the point is that... Sorry they're about calling problem. you. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, but in any case, he's, he lost 140 pounds this year. He's totally well. He's walking, you know, he couldn't walk a block or hardly move with chest pains. Now, you know, so it's just one person after another that nutritional excellence is more effective, less costly, and it allows people to take control and stop having to continue with a medical tragic, tragedy. 
fantastic. Well, now everybody needs to know that they can buy your book, Eat to Live, Go Online, bookstores everywhere, right? And because we've got a minute left. So, Dr. Furman, just tell us your website because I know people can have lots more questions and they want to go to your website, get more information. Thank you. And I do answer people's questions on the website. So, yeah, it's drfurman.com, and that's D-R-F-U-H-R-M-A-N.com. Terrific. Thanks so much. Boy, I learned a lot from you today. I really appreciate your being on the show. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, thank you. you, guys. Thank you. Have a great yeah. week. You too. Great. Great guy. Oh, my. Yeah. Really critical. Take a, very critical. Going to take a short break. Catherine Zox, Lauren Beller-Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. We'll be back in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on Voice America. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. Again, thanks for joining us this morning on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. You're listening to me, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, and my co-host, Lauren Deller-Blake. And we just had Dr. Joel Furman on. He's from New Jersey, by the way, if you want to. <laughs> I'm thinking Dr. Joel Furman, board-certified family physician and author of Eat to Live. And, boy, I think he said it all. I wish I could go to him as a doctor because uh, he is so different than most of the physicians I see, even though I, I try to pick out doctors who think like he does. I mean, he's talking about eating micronutrients, eating well, eating vegetables, eating fruits, simple stuff. He has a six-week plan in his book, Lauren, and not eating all this junk and not taking all these drugs. But I have to say, the thing that he said or the information about the folic acid and uh-huh. taking those pills, I mean, you, I was pregnant many years ago. You were pregnant just a few years ago. Uh, that folic acid thing, they must have been making a fortune on it because they were telling every woman in the United States that that's what they should be taking while they're, you know, during their pregnancy. And they never look, you know, and I used to say, I mean, my rationale at that time was, don't you have to look at those women who perhaps don't get enough nutrients, who aren't eating well? I mean, there's a whole population. What about the women who do eat well and who they never took that into consideration? Never ask me what I ate. They never talk about it. They don't see the value of food. And I don't think that it's, I can't, it's not, it's not that doctors are bad. I think that they, the training for doctors is missing nutrition and they don't see value in it because of it. Is it missing because it's all about the money? Well, that's a great point. It could be missing because of the money. I don't know who designed the plan years ago. I don't, I don't know if it was so intentional, you know. I think it was sort of a, it naturally got left out. It was like a, you know, someone else did that. It was a, it was a, um, maybe it was more political in that, you know, nutrition, what's it was called, the um, dietitians. It was the dietitian's role, not the doctor's role. So they were trying to keep roles so um, siloed years ago when they were designing training programs. I really I don't know. I think being nice. I think that's part, that may be part of it, but I think really the whole thing has to do with who makes the most money and that's and who and how to do it, and that includes the healthcare system. It's much more. People make more money the more tests you have, the more MRIs you have, the more mammographies, the more all of those tests that we take that we say are preventative. If you take the test. It's going to prevent you from getting the disease, which doesn't even make sense. If you take the test, you take the test. It will diagnose whether or not you have it or not, or maybe it won't. But preventative stuff has to do with taking care of yourself, getting enough sleep, and eating properly and all those kinds of things. And But I think it's people who make those machines make a lot of money. I mean, the, and, and the more you test people, the more money you're going to make. Yeah. I mean, and the more pills you take, I mean, the pharmaceutical companies – Aren't they? That's one of the biggest industries in the United in the world. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I do think that if we could just, and I don't think we got to his five things. Did he say his five things that he would change? Um, one was uh, getting more vitamin D. But does he believe in getting? I wonder. Did he didn't say directly? Does he believe in vitamin D supplements and food, or just food? I don't know. He to me, and you have to read the book. Eat to I'm live. To read the book, yeah. yeah. Read the book, and because he gets more specific, I I think his his focus is 
I mean, you can eat this stuff. You can really eat it. You don't have to be I'm not a supplements person. Now, maybe I know you are. I am. And if I take, my husband's always like, you take way too much stuff. But I do take vitamin D. And my daughter does too. You know, we have a a boost of vitamin D every night. And um, I have heard that, and again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a nutritionist, um, but I have heard that that will boost our immune system so that we don't need to worry about, you know, if we get the flu virus, it'll be much, our bodies will be able to fight it better. But if you go outside for 20 minutes a day, which I do, I tend at least five days a week, and you spend 20 minutes outside and you take a walk and you get your vitamin D from the sun, and so you don't need to take a supplement. I don't, yes, and, um, you know, and I don't do this. I'm not one of the people that put sunscreen on my kid or me. I'm not a sunscreen person, but that's a big thing. Everybody's like, put sunscreen on, avoid the sun. I'm, I don't agree with that. I agree with you, get outside. But I'm not always outside every day, 20 minutes a day. I don't do it. But wouldn't it be, here you go, you're doing what's more expedient, taking those uh, supplements. It's, like taking the, it's like taking the drugs, isn't it? Same thing, it's easier, just pop that pill, make sure you get up in the morning because you're, hey, you're an exerciser, you're somebody who's out there moving. Get out, you, you can find 20 minutes during the day to be outside. And are, do, I do do it probably four days a week, but there's three days that I just focus on my work and I don't get outside. You're exactly right, it's true. There's no excuse. <laughs> okay, Mom. There's no excuse. you got to get out there, and you have to get your daughter out there and get her into that mindset that she has to get out there 20 minutes a day. And then it just becomes a part of her, her, her way of being. Her way of being and who she is. So she'll be so more uncomfortable if she doesn't go out. It won't, so what you know do what you I'm, do in the um, Northeast when you don't have sun every day? Uh, I don't have sun every bit, but it's not raining every day. I think even when there's a cloud coverage, it's still there's still sun. It's not sun like you get in Florida or in Texas, but it's still sun. I mean, it's still it's not dark. Yeah. So maybe you have to go for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I never take all that medication and all that stuff. I just don't do it. I don't take the vitamin supplements either. I mean, you can get blood test, can't you, to see whether or not your vitamin... Vitamin levels, yeah. And I don't believe, I don't always believe all the testing. Now, remember uh, last summer, this past year, I went through that whole B12 deficiency thing that I think we even talked about on the air, and what I found out was even the basic blood work for some basic vitamins was not accurate. So I had to actually have a urine test, which was, and doctors didn't want to give it to me. They said there is no reason to do that urine test. It was a cheap test, too. They didn't want to do it because they said the blood test is fine, but the blood test showed something really different than the urine test. So we really have to educate ourselves, I guess is the bottom line. So, Lauren, urine, 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 tell me about that. Urine tests are, what, more reliable than a blood test? To Just test for, for B12. There was a, B12. a B12 test that's different that uh, gives you a different result and will help you know how your body's processing um, B12 in the system versus, and there's a very scientific, I can, there's a whole lot more science to it because when your B12 is low, there, your body comes, becomes more toxic. So that comes out in your urine and will show a higher toxicity level of this certain chemical in but your urine. But it's a simple urine. test. And, hey, doesn't it get back to the money? It's it a does. simple test. It's You're exactly test. right. Well, they don't want to, hey, MRIs are much more lucrative than, than a simple urine test, which at some point we'll probably be able to do at home and get that information to the doctor without even having to go to a health care facility. Uh-huh. It's true. 
I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I think that that's going to be coming, where we can say, I want this test and this test for my body so I can manage my own health. Yeah, managing your own health, taking responsibility for your own health, getting the information. It's out there. That's our message today. we got a but 50 seconds till closing. So I think we've said it all, and I'm going to mention Dr. Furman's book again, Eat to Live, Dr. Joel Furman. Not only is he somebody, he looks great, but he's a, what, a skating athlete as well. I mean, I'll have to go check out his, I have to see his picture now. Yeah, an amazing man. But anyway, I learned a lot today. I hope everyone else did. Uh, did you? I did. I reinforced what I already knew. I'm going to go get my vegetables. Get out there and take a walk, my dear. Oh, and walk, too. Oh, God, I have to Have a do. great day. <laughs> you, too. You've been listening to Catherine Zox and Lauren Beller-Blake, and we're talking on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine yeah, Zox Show. You can listen live every Thank Thursday you. morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.